after further review as this is one of Frank's favorite songs. Do not listen to him. He is selling you snake oil. We don't sell snake oil, but we provide an entertaining and thought-provoking sports show on 88.3 WXUT. Saturdays from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. And sometimes we provide a life lesson. Ain't that right, Frank? Life lesson, my ass. Don't be a hater. And tune in to AFR Saturday mornings, 11 to 1 on WXUT. Welcome back to 88.3 WXUT's After Further Review. We've got 10, oh, 10 minutes exactly. And we're kind of going to split this up a little bit because it kind of gets into, um, uh, we want to do is, um, it kind of goes into, we're talking about David Stern's legacy, but we're going to start off with some NFL because about some disorganizational organizations that then David Stern and the NBA kind of got it to the point where he had a league that was disorganized and made them organized. Your thoughts on the Lions real quick and the Browns seem like, Two teams in this area, very beloved, very thirsty fan bases that want teams to win. But, man, do they have some hard-headed ownership. <sighs> Jeez Louise, I really don't know where to begin on that. For one, a few weeks, it was a few, it's been a few weeks, but I guess Martha Ford ended up penning an open letter to the fan base, which I thought was just full of BS to uh-huh. begin with. And I mean and there was actually a response to written that was written by a friend of the show, Derek Hutchinson of WDIV in Detroit. Mm-hmm. I've actually got it on my Facebook page. I'll have to send you the link to it. It's saying that it, it's it's just a mess there. And then in typical Lions fashion they Clean out a lot of assistant coaches, but yet their head coach keeps his job. Now, let me let's rewind. Twenty seventeen, the Lions go nine seven with Jim Caldwell. Bob Quinn decides to be a big boy and says nine and seven isn't good enough, mm-hmm. and fires him. That was a big boy move, and I gave him props for it. The guy he brings in is his old buddy from New England, Matt Patricia, and where it's like, oh, we're going to become the Patriots of the Midwest, the Patriots of the NFC. Blah, I think, te- I think blah, teams need to, need to just stop. The Patriots are only going to work in New England. And the only reason stop why they work being the Patriot way. Well, the only reason why the Patriot way works is because of Belichick and Tom Brady. That's the two exactly. main ingredients. They're, this, the, they're the, the straws that stir the drink. All these other guys that are coming from New England and Josh McDonald. Daniels, the Matt Patricia's, you're not going to get that. And also, not to mention, they have a great relationship with the guy that runs the the you know the crafts run their organization very organized. These other organizations are not; they just don't exactly. So the Lions end up getting rid of six of their assistant coaches, and then the other day it's announced that that uh, their offensive line coach. Along with their defensive coordinator, or as uh, I've heard Stephen A. Smith call him, Paul Pasqualoni, mm-hmm. <laughs> who uh, he were stepping away from football. I'm calling BS on that. Mm-hmm. 
They weren't just stepping away. Whatever. I'm sure they both got called into Patricia's office and said, look, guys, do this one of two ways. One, you're fired. Get the hell out of here. Or you're still fired, but we're going to just say that we didn't fire you. Mm-hmm. I can. It's pretty clear that both of them were fired. Because pa- because Pasqualoni was one of Patricia's buddies, mm-hmm. and they wasn't his men- He was his mentor, right? Yeah, yeah, and he also was uh, not that great of a head college head coach too when he was at UConn, right? But the fact of the matter, I think that goes that remains here is that it's not uh, part of it's Patricia was a bad hire and they probably should have let him go just like the Browns realized exactly let go of Freddie Kitchens and it go- but and- I think though this they did they messed up getting rid of Dorsey I think but I don't know if they got rid of him I think they parted ways because they got rid of they got rid of Dorsey after they fired Kitchens but I think it's that they said they mutually parted ways and I think part of that was because uh, I'm calling BS on that well I think they wanted to keep him. I think he he did do a lot for the Browns. He made them more talented. I mean, think about it. He brought in a lot of talent there, I and mean, that's part of the reason why Kitchens got fired. And obviously it was Dorsey endorsing him and everything like that, and he failed. He fell on his face about that. But I really think what happened was Dorsey was like, look, I'm trying to build this football team for you, and we do know that Haslam likes to meddle. He's like almost like Jerry Jones, but part of the Cleveland Clowns, basically. And remember, Dorsey was also the one, or not Dorsey, but Haslam was the one that was really high on Manziel when a lot of the coaching staff was like, eh, I don't know if I really want to be on Manziel. So I really think he probably thought, you know what, this is not going to work in Cleveland. So I do think that that was more of a mutual parted ways thing where he knows that it's not going to work. I mean, who's to say that? He maybe thought Kitchens might be a candidate, but maybe wanted someone else. But Haslam stepped in and wanted to do it because there has been reports that Haslam likes to meddle in the football operations when people have cautioned him to say, hey, that's not good. Um, I, I think it's a shame that both teams are like that. I think the Fords either need to sell it. And it goes for the Bears, too, with the McClowskis or whatever. You, you, you got one guy, an owner with the Browns that runs the organization until disorganized. The Fords are living in the 70s, or, or I don't know what era. I don't know what they, I just think they're just there. And I really think Detroit has one of the better stadiums in the league. They they can put on a better prof, product. You've pretty much wasted Stafford's career. And you had even Megatron. I mean, a Hall of Fame wide receiver. You've had some talent there in Detroit, but just the ineptitude of the ownership is just basically made this football team just a laughing stock of the league. Exactly. And it also goes back to if Bob Quinn says nine and seven is not good enough, then nine wins in two seasons, is that supposed to be better? Hmm? Nine and seven is not what you try to aim for. Yeah, and apparently Martha <laughs> and comes barely up. get into the and the NFC. Well, they, besides the NFC East being a total disaster, the rest of the divisions were really strong. So nine and seven ain't gonna get you nowhere. Exactly, and apparently, and Martha Ford even comes out and says, 
well, if our goal next year is to compete for a playoff spot, I'm sorry. That's not getting it done either. So if they go 7-9, and nine, that's good enough for you? Get out. Yeah, I, I, I think that's another problem, too, with... I think Quinn is saying that because he knows his hands are tied with the with the management. Your goal every year should be at least eleven and five and up, maybe a ten and six. But no, you should be trying to aim for eleven to twelve wins every year, not nine and seven. That that just doesn't cut it. Exactly. Um, but now moving forward to David Stern and his legacy, that was something that I think David Stern was really good at was basically changing around an organization that was pretty much dead in the water where their championship games and playoffs were on tape delay to basically making it a global game and I would arguably have to say probably one of the best commissioners or one of the greatest commissioners in all four major sports I would agree with that Um, unfortunately he passed away I think on New Year's Day he made it all the way to 2020 but he had a brain hemorrhage a few weeks ago yeah and he died at the age of 77 I know some people don't like David Stern because they think there was always the shady dealings with the referee, which. Oh, we talking deal with Tim Donahue. Right. Which one guy I don't think should really taint what was going on. And, and, and really, you should be spinning your venom at Tim Donahue compared to all the other referees. And I think basketball also with refereeing is so subjective to what people think is a foul, what's the travel, what's a call, this and that, that those arguments come up. Um, some people didn't like the fact that he vetoed the trade for Chris Paul to the Lakers, even though the Lakers really didn't really feel the ill effects of it. But the, the fact of the matter is, is basically you, you, not everybody's perfect. And he ran the league for 30 years. And let's just face it, I mean, he pretty much taught the leagues how to make the game global and how to make the game travel. And the NFL's basically going to London. Yeah, That idea came off the NBA. Yeah. And how to brand how the to the brand also going product. to Mexico City. Right, exactly. And the NBA was one of the first to do that. So you, you can you know, and MLB does it a little bit sometimes. Um, but basically the television deals that he made with NBC, uh, that really blew up the game. The dream team, you can say what you want about the man, but a lot of NBA players and a lot of people really supported the man and, and gave him props even in death. There was only a few tool bags that mentioned silly stuff. You know, just silly I mean, yeah. I, to me FIBA is corrupt. I wouldn't, <coughs> and I wouldn't put the NBA in that type of uh, category, would you? No, I would not. So I, I really think that, you know, it's a travesty that uh, David Stern um, passed away. But then again, though, he lived a very long life and, and he was 77 years old. Uh, kind of shocking, but I kind of knew th- the end was almost near because when you have a brain hemorrhage that old, you know wh- how what much are you gonna do, even if you do survive it? Um, but as I said before, I think um, one thing that I do think that David Stern has done, and a lot of people say this that I think besides Donald Sterling and the Clippers, most of the NBA teams were at least ran sufficiently where they're not like the debacles of the Browns and Lions where, you know, toward his end of his tenure, the the Clippers got a little bit better. But let's think about it. The Browns have been in, you know, since they've come back from 
expansion, they've never really ever been competitive, and that's over a 20-year span. At least in the NBA, teams that have had a 20-year span, at least they've been competitive once or twice every five years or so. I mean, they're, they're, and think about it. There has been some bad, you know, the Clippers is one of them is a bad organization, and I think he, he knew that that was hurting the brand, and uh, David Stern did. So he always tried to make at least all teams uh, competitive. He expanded the league. Uh, and, and and just many other things that he, he contributed to the game of basketball. So I think he'll be t- truly missed. And I, I really think, like I said, I think his legacy will be as one of the greatest commissioners of all time. Yeah, I would agree with that statement. Yeah, so that ends the show today. Great show, Frank. Uh, really, really, really in- enjoyed it, man. Yeah. After two weeks being off, what you got planned for uh, this weekend? Oh... Probably gonna watch some of the watch the wild card games today. Tomorrow I've got probably watch uh, watch uh, some more wild card football. We got practice Sunday night because we got two games coming up this week on the road. Mm-hmm. Road won it. We got to go to Hudson and then we got to go to Erie May on Tuesday. Erie Mason on Thursday. Mm-hmm. And then we got to prepare for a game on Monday. Mm-hmm. Hey, which got changed around. I'll have to tell you more about that off air. Mm-hmm. Yeah, as you know, my January is going to be. Yeah, and then that, well, that next week I'm out too because I've got mm-hmm. a wrestling tournament I got to be on the mic for. Where at? Dundee. SMC. Oh, Dundee. I see you got the wrestling jacket on. Yep. Uh, who knows? I may, I may even head up to uh, Monroe Jefferson and watch a little bit of the Sheriff's Tournament. We got guys in that. That's. Pretty big deal. The Sheriff's Tournament. Yeah, the Monroe, Co- Monroe County Sheriff's Tournament. For wrestling? Yeah. The Sheriff's Wrestling? The, no, no, no. The, Sher- the, Sheriff's, the Monroe County Sheriff's Department actually puts it on. They sponsor oh. it. Okay. All right. No, not nice. Pretty, it's a pretty big deal. Okay, cool. Well, and then next week I got to announce the Wilcox Invitational. It's a middle school wrestling tournament. It's a pretty big deal. We get teams from all over the state that come to that. We get... Just a couple from the Lansing area. Uh, even Petoskey makes a long trip down, too. Yeah, it is a hard trip up there. In a couple of weeks, I won't be here. I'll be in Columbus for a tournament. So next two weeks will be recorded shows. Yeah. But in the hotbed of January, uh, man. But, Frank, once again, thanks for coming in Anytime. and uh, talking some sports. Woo. Like I said, hopefully David, the man that got here, he probably fell asleep or something or or uh, he just forgot, but we'll try to get him on later on. Maybe he'll be on a recording of a show next week. Yeah. This has been a presentation of 88.3 WTVs. After further review, once again, David and Frank always bringing you the hot stuff. And you can always listen to us on our podcast, either on iTunes or on SoundCloud. It's WXUT's After Further Review on SoundCloud and After Further Review on iTunes. You'll be listening, Frank, because I see the playlist be always up. Oh, yeah, I've been listening. Okay, good. And his friends. Make sure, like I said, make give us a like. We're always having on AFR Sports Show on Twitter. For Frank and David, I'm Derek Lawson. We'll see you guys in a couple of weeks. Peace. We're out from the 88.3 WHUT Studios on University of Palouse campus.